Hey everyone and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. This is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astrology update. I am back from vacation. Amazing time. I can't wait to tell everyone about it. But before we jump into that and the astrology of the week, I want to remind everyone the best way to support this podcast and fully self-supporting is to rate review, subscribe, send it to a friend, comment whenever I post stuff about it on social media. Again, sharing is caring and that is the best way you can do that. So many of my followers on here, you guys have been doing that from day one for me and I am so grateful for it. So grateful because every week I'm getting more listeners and it is because of you, I promise you. So thank you again. I had a great time. As you guys know, I went down to my sister. She's on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, about 45, 50 minutes from New Orleans. And then we're pretty close to Florida as well. It's about a two-hour drive. So we hung out there. Lots of fun family time. It's so laid back down there. It's like incredibly different than here up in the Northeast where I live. Most of you know I live outside of the Philadelphia area. So we are in the epicenter, I think, of go, 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 do, 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 be stuck in your own world, all that stuff. And down south is a totally different vibe. Everyone is moving slow, at their own pace, relaxed, very concerned about their neighbor, chatting and talking, how are you? And where my sister is, is actually like kind of liberal a little bit and very open. When you're on the coast, even though you're in the south, it's very open. My son, Remy, maybe some of you saw on my social media, he colored his hair pink. And when we went down there, everyone loved it. You know, we had one guy at a restaurant in Louisiana when we first got off the airplane who was like, dude, why pink? And then Remy was like, because I like it, and then roasted him about having gray hair. And the the guy loved him. The guy was like, oh my God, your son is so cool. So I love going down there. It's so relaxing. And then we went to Pensacola Beach. Sometimes we'll go to Destin, but Pensacola Beach is so beautiful it i like highly recommend the panhandle i've been all over florida you guys know that and the panhandle is one of my favorite places um i mean i love the gulf of mexico in general but it is really really beautiful so if you ever get the chance definitely go down there so speaking of beach happy new moon in cancer everyone today here up on the east coast the new moon becomes exact at 2 31 p.m this afternoon we got mercury squaring jupiter today and then the nodes you know move into aries and libra where they will be until 2025 Thursday, we got the Sun in Cancer, trying Neptune in Pisces. That's going to be a quick but kind of fun, dreamy transit. Mars in Virgo goes opposite Saturn, though, so I'm kind of happy we have that um, Sun trying Neptune at the same time Mars goes opposite Saturn. Definitely don't love that transit. <laughs> Friday night, we have the Sun in Cancer going opposite Pluto in Capricorn. Saturday, Venus stations retrograde in Leo, and the sun moves into Leo, so we're going to cover those transits on this episode. It's probably going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Sometimes I try to keep them around 20 minutes, but I have a feeling this one will be closer to 30 because we got a lot happening, a lot of different energies this week, you know, a lot of fire and a lot of water happening. Okay, so I want to talk about the new moon in Cancer. If you remember, two weeks ago, we had the full moon in Capricorn. And if you want to kind of full circle your life, go back and listen to that episode. Because then we were talking about really trying to ground our emotions and get in touch with reality a little bit. Sometimes we can get very lost in our emotions. And when our emotions take over, we stop making sense of things. So 
during the time we figured out how to ground our emotions or at least we got more of a sense of how to ground our emotions and how to align our intuition with our emotions and with reality. You know, sometimes our intuition, you know, we were learning how to harness it and how to believe in it but sometimes our intuition can be wrong when we're in a really high emotional state it it will alter it a little bit and now we're coming full circle with this new moon i know since then there has been some changes for a lot of people in a great way with grounding your emotions and rebalancing your emotions i'm sure some people you know, went into therapy. Some people started meditating. Some people started a life coach. Some people just had open conversations with, sorry, that was my alarm. I didn't realize I still had it set. Um, Some people had open conversations that was maybe holding them back or really messing up their emotions. So again, we figured out how to become a little bit more grounded. You know, a lot of us maybe had to medicate to meditate. We cleared out that emotional fog because we really saw it with the full moon in Capricorn and we had the blocks. There was also a lot of emotional blocks that came up and I think we worked on pushing those emotional blocks out. Now, full circle, we got the new moon in Cancer and and we're really living and planting those new seeds of emotional security, emotional groundedness, emotional understanding within us. You guys should be feeling a little bit not so all over the place. You know what's intense about water, and this is what's intense about water signs, is it is unpredictable. Again, I was at the ocean, I love the ocean, I love watching the ocean, and it's so unpredictable water. You never know which way it's gonna turn, what temperature it's gonna be, how far it's gonna take over, but it's a really strong mass, and so water signs, you know, they get lost. You never know which way the tide is gonna turn. So. Now, though, we are turning that tide, like I said, with a little bit more emotional security and things are starting to get more figured out in your life, starting with this new moon. So we're going to plant some new moon seeds, some new moon intentions around more emotional security. So now that you saw, if you didn't already work on it over these last two weeks, you had a deeper idea about how you need to secure your emotions. And now with these new seeds we plant, we'll begin that security. So like I said, maybe now you guys have an idea about starting therapy, about meditating, about maybe medicating, about, um, you know, walking, anything that again, levels and grounds your emotions. It is so hard because when we're in an emotional state, and you know, science has proven this, our decision-making go like a heightened emotional state that isn't one of even exciting ones, like our um, decision-making drops, you know, we become all over the place, all of that. So how can we ground ourselves now moving forward? And where in your life did you really see over these last two weeks that you really needed to ground yourself and move forward and make your life a little bit easier through understanding and pushing through those waves of emotions. Now, something else I want to talk about with this new moon in Cancer, as you know, the summer comes, we lose our routine. And sometimes I know that seems scary, especially for my earth signs out there, um, losing that routine, but this is a shakeup. Life is not about the routine. I say this all the time in this episode, we have nothing more than this moment. And we put such hard, you know, 
aspects on things being routine and things being the same when nothing is guaranteed out of that. So we need the shakeup. We need the summer loose up. We need to kind of lose our routine. Hey, when we lose our routine, we begin to, um, to formulate something new, our mind and our body and our spirit move in a different direction, just like with working out, right? We're gonna compare it to working out. You, every day you do the same workout, in and out, your body gets used to it and then it stops working. I mean, the, the workout will work, but really not like it used to. So same with your mind, body, and soul when you're in a routine over and over and over again, certain parts of your mind, body, and soul aren't working anymore, you know? So consider this like a, a shakeup as well. We're talking about grounding our emotions, but with the new moon and cancer, we're also talking about living a little bit looser if that makes sense. So in life, you know, it doesn't always make sense and we want it to make sense, but we're going to lose that daily, weekly, monthly, um, yearly ideas and we're gonna have some new surprises. And again, when we're thrown off, it's scary, but we're breaking away from routine and then new things happen. We have new enlightenment inside of our mind, body, and spirit. So remember that in the heat of the summer, in the middle of summer, when you're everyone's going everywhere, you're okay. It's okay that you don't have a routine right now. It's okay that your routine is shaken up because something inside of you is gonna be shaken up in a beautiful way and it's gonna branch off into others. So remember that we're grounding our emotions, but we're also accepting uh, the looseness of a routine and letting go of a routine with the new moon. Now, at the same time, like I said, we got Mercury and Leo and it's squaring Jupiter and Taurus. So there can be arguments over spirituality or religion. That's a big one. Fights of the ego, maybe within yourself or others. And we're going to talk more about that with the um, Venus stationing retrograde slowed or stopped movements in your daily life. I'm going to explain this a little bit with yesterday's uh, flying home from New Orleans back home here with what I mean when we slow down when Jupiter square Taurus energy moves very slow we got Jupiter and Taurus and so when it squares Leo Mercury Leo Mercury you know Mercury's ready to move and it's ready to move in its daily life which is Leo we look at the the plot life or, or daily movements especially with Mercury and then Jupiter's like no I'm slowing you down in a big way you're learning patience and you're relaxing a little bit so as the transit began on Saturday, we started to feel it. It was happening in my ninth to 12th house. So my ninth house of travel to my 12th house in the house of self undoings, even how you're your own worst enemy. And all of a sudden we, my family and I were leaving and I realized like I had all intentions to be done at 1 PM. And when we got in the car, it was one four. It was like one fifty, and our flight was at four twelve. Now, if you're in Philadelphia area, that's not too far, and Philly is a great airport. But New Orleans is a horrible airport, horrible, horrible airport, and there's often traffic, construction, um, ten, which is the route that runs through. That's all. So it ended up taking us an hour and twenty minutes when I put in GPS to get to the airport, and I'm freaking out. I was like trying to relax, but I'm like, we. By the time we get to the airport. Hopefully there's not even a line, but every time I've been to the New Orleans airport, there's a line and it's ridiculous. We have one hour, not even an hour, 45 minutes to make it until they shut our doors. And I have my mother who is needs help assisted, you know, pushed around in a wheelchair. And I have my two children with me. So 
We get dropped off now at 3.15 and our flight is at 4.12. I go in, there's of course a line to check in and we're, you know, like I said earlier, I like the South, the relaxing part, but not when I'm running late. I'm like, where in Philly? In Philly, it's like, come on, I got you, I got you. I must have had the slowest man in the entire world checking us in. Um, I tried to check us in earlier on my phone, but that wasn't working. And so I had patience and I wasn't very nice at first. I was a little bit rude. I was a little bit of a, a Philly rude person, to be honest with you, to this person and kind of had an attitude. And then we were rushing. And then, of course, we're in security and I've been flying with my kids forever and they've never questioned them. Like, what's your name? What's your age? She calls them over. What's your name? What's your age? I'm like, are you serious? Like, we got to go. Then we get through security, <laughs> not even through security. Four of our bags were checked. I'm freaking out. And they're like, ma'am, you should have gotten here early. And, you know, and then that was the whole thing. And so as I realized we're through security, I'm like, we're going to miss our flight. I was like, there's no, they're closing the doors in like three minutes. Great. We're going to miss our flight. We get our stuff out of security. And I got an email that said our flight got delayed by 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, my God. And I even said to Abram, and he was so cute. He said, that's he's like I prayed for that I prayed and and God came through and I was like that is so cute and then we get there only to learn <laughs> that all oh, which which worked out because at least we made our flight this is the last flight direct out of New Orleans to Philadelphia it got delayed because of all the horrible storms that are happening down there you know the same ones that are happening up here happen even more down there and so the whole new Orleans, they literally were waiting to get in the whole they shut down the new orleans airport they stopped letting any they canceled every flight coming in going west and going east but they kept our philadelphia flight because apparently we're going north and the way we were going we were able to like miss a lot of the storms however we ended up having to have a two hour delay on top of that so that's where I'm coming at, what can happen, and we're going to be feeling this Mercury square Jupiter transit uh, until about Wednesday. You know, it, it was like really fast and then got slowed down, really fast and then got slowed down. And with the Jupiter, I had to practice patience, and I wasn't very patient at first. I was a little rude. You know, someone even called me rude. I was, and then I had to get it together, and my kids did so well. And by the time we, as long as I knew we were making our flight, I was chill. Even sitting on the plane for two hours, I was relaxed. I was like, as long as we're here and we're getting out of Philadelphia, that is all I care about. So that's kind of how this transit can show up in a bigger way, again. So when life slows you down these next couple days, you might have a little bit of a freak out, but then bring it back together and get your emotions back together. Okay, now that was that kind of crazy story. I'm back, like I said, I didn't get to bed till midnight last, last night and I woke up this morning. I was like, I gotta drop an episode for my peeps on the new moon in cancer and everything that's happening. Something else that is happening today is we have the nodes moving into Aries Libra. So the north node, which usually is the guide that most astrologers go for, is moving into Aries. And so the south node does everything the north node does in the exact position. So a lot of times, wherever the north node is, the south node is opposite, but at the same degree. But before talking into it, because it's going to be really personal, the nodes are you're going to feel so personal, not really on the collective. I want to talk about what the nodes mean. A lot of people don't really know what the nodes are or what we're talking about. So let's talk about this. So the nodes is Latin for the word not. These are places where the moon's orbit is tied to the Earth's orbit or the ecliptic 
plane. So when the moon moves from southern latitude to northern latitude, crossing that ecliptic plane, why can't I say that word this morning? It's cr the point that it is crossing is called the north node. And when the moon travels from the northern latitudes to the southern latitudes crossing the plane, the crossing point is called the south node. And the nodes move backwards and they take 19 months to move through a sign. So these nodes are going to be in Aries and Libra until 2025. And then when we start eclipse seasons again, we have one more in Scorpio, I believe, but when we start the eclipse seasons, they will now be in Aries and Libra. And that, so what am I losing? So they take though 18.6 years to return to someone's natal position. That is a complete cycle. So mine, after this one, they'll be moving into Virgo Pisces, which is where my natal ones are. And so it will be 18 years, I guess, starting in 2025, and they will return, if that makes sense. And that's sort of like a spiritual completion. There's a lot of lessons and there's a lot of um, spiritual karma that come from the nodes. I've actually really been getting into studying the nodes, so I'm excited about this. It's something that I think um, some astrologers believe that are even, you know, like in Western, I mean, Eastern astrology, other things like that's more important than anything. The nodes, you know, more important than any planet, more important than anything at all. So the North Node is the dragon's head or Rahu in Eastern um, tradition. And the South Node is the dragon's tail or Ketu in Hindu, um, you know, Eastern astrology. So with the North Node, energy is deposited. And then with the South Node, energy is exits away. So um, it's the, uh, the North is the above orbit of the moon and the South Node is the South Node of the moon and the exit. So the energy is going to get be again in Aries and Libra. So look to that area of your chart, Aries and Libra. And for the next couple months, there's going to be a lot of energy coming in very strongly and then like forcibly entering. And then a lot of it is a big exit. They say with the South Node, with the exit, that always in more Western astrology um, gets a little bit, you know, scarier, but it teaches us detachment from, from the things, the material realm, from people, places, and things. And it's also where our greatest spiritual strength comes from. And the North Node is like, yay, all this new exciting energy is coming in. And I'm really excited about that. And one of the books that I'm reading right now, which I highly suggest, again, the nodes are really, for me, this is like a, I've always followed the nodes, but now I'm deeply studying it, which I have not yet deeply studied the nodes. There's so many different parts of astrology to deeply study. And I highly suggest getting this book called The Lunar Nodes, Your Key to Excellent Chart Interpretation, because I'm really trying to work on that with my chart interpretation, written and illustrated by Judith Hill. I am loving this book and she gives such accurate descriptions and very in-depth descriptions about the nodes. Now, we'll be talking about these nodes a little bit more. And like I said, you're going to be feeling, this is going to be very personally felt, not so much collective. Uh, it's going to, there will be when we have the eclipse season, but again, more personal felt. And now that this is here for this, you know, the next 19 months, 18 months or so, we will be talking about it, especially in eclipse season. But today, the nodes have moved into that energy. Now, let's talk about Venus retrograde in Leo. 
I talked about Venus moving into Leo and talked a lot, maybe for about 20 minutes a couple episodes ago, about the themes around Venus and Leo, and it goes still very hand-in-hand hand with Venus retrograde in Leo. So I highly suggest going back to the episodes, I don't know offhand, but maybe it's three episodes ago, and listening, if you didn't already listen, to just Venus and Leo and what that means, because it's going to be very important to get a deeper understanding of this Venus retrograde. Um, and during this Venus retrograde, which will for about two months I will definitely be keeping everyone updated um, with what is happening so when we retrograde we have revisions rethinking revisiting uh, what really brings in that those that's with retrograde right revisions rethinking revisiting it's a lot of looking back and restructuring something so with Venus it, what really brings us joy happiness love and pleasure what do they what does it mean to us and what doesn't really matter anymore we're going to have a lot of discovering about what maybe something that brought you happiness or something you loved or something that brought you joy now all of a sudden won't matter anymore you realize it's not that big of a deal or maybe you just don't love it anymore there's going to be a lot of like i said materialistic revisions and it does some of us might be like totally detaching from the material material realm but it might be more so how much time and emphasis do we place on certain material things or maybe we're just switching up our material likes and our material joys and there's also going to be a lot about ego and the life path you know the life sun represents our life path our life purpose our plot line as well as the ego so there's going to be two big themes and a question a few questions that you're going to be asking yourself during this time and write these questions down if you can because they're good reflection questions that you're really going to want to know is am i coming from a place of love or ego am i doing this out of love or ego is this really triggering my ego or my soul i'm going to repeat these questions write these down and when you ask yourself during these times, and again, some of these questions may naturally be reflected in your mind, um, but keep these on a piece of paper or just somewhere in your mind when things come up over these next two months. Am I coming from a place of love or ego? Am I doing this out of love or am I doing this out of ego? Is this really triggering my ego? Or is it triggering my soul? That's one of my favorite ones I tell myself because sometimes when you have that reflection and you're like, oh, it's just ego that it's bothering me. It's not actually my soul. It's not something that's really that deep. I can let things go much easier or let the triggered energy go much easier. A lot of people are going to be making changes uh, to their outward appearances, maybe based out of ego, which is okay, especially if it adds to confidence. You know, like I, we say ego and we have to have ego. We can't survive without ego. It's sort of like just something that we pick apart, right? We work on our ego, you know, just like a mindset. Um, confidence is beautiful and that can come from an ego place. But, you know, we might see at the same token, like I'm changing my appearance obsessively, which means the ego is taking over. Or it's kind of like, I just want to slightly change this appearance and it's giving me lots of confidence, which is a great thing. Confidence is beautiful and wonderful. Um, and be careful a little bit of something new, with which is all retrogrades, like a new energy. However, revisiting, revisiting a change will be fine if you know for a big example let's say you wanted your breasts done 
and you went and saw someone and this actually this actually happened to me so I'll say it a couple years ago in 2020 we had Venus retrograde I believe in Taurus and most of you know that I had my my breast restructured and I, at that point I like couldn't I couldn't financially really wing it, you could say. And I went for my appointment during that retrograde and it didn't happen. So I didn't start something new. But then 18 months later, when Venus was retrograding in Capricorn in my fifth house, I ended up going back and I was able to get approved. I was able to financially afford it and it worked out beautifully. The surgery was beautiful. It was amazing. It was awesome. So those kind of changes. So revisiting a change, you know, maybe it's braces, maybe it's hair color, maybe it's skincare, maybe it's Botox, those things that you've been thinking about or wanting to do. And now you're revisiting that. There's going to be career path changes or revisions kind of like, again, is it worth it? Am I missing out on all this life has to offer because I chose this path of work? A lot of is it worth it type of questions, you know, when it comes to how hard we work in our life path versus what we're missing out when it comes to joy, pleasure, love. And, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you know, my father, he just had his death anniversary when we were down at the beach, which is his favorite place and was the best place to celebrate his life. He had said to me, like, you know, my dad was a very successful man and, and created a lot of successful things, but that man worked almost every day. And he said to me at the end of his life, when he knew he was dying, that none of this shit mattered. Like, he thought that all these legacies he left and all these businesses he's built and all these Im life impacts, which he definitely still impacted a lot of people's lives, he thought that that mattered. And none of it mattered. All he was thinking about was the fun times, the good times, and in fact, Jimmy, who I talked about on last week's episode, episode who passed away, who was a good friend of mine too, and one of my old bosses, when he was dying, uh, maybe about two months before he died, we talked and he said, Colleen, I'm not thinking about, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about all the fun, funny times we had in the salon, but all I'm thinking about is my vacations and being on the beach with the people I loved and being in Rome. He went to Rome and he loved it with the people I loved. And so remember that, you know, we work hard and yeah, sometimes we have such to drive for purpose but in the end of your life is this shit gonna matter no all the materialistic shit will just be thrown away i've been around too many people who who have someone that died and i've had to help them clear out the shit and all the people that are dying all we're gonna think about is the good times that we had so we're gonna be reflecting a lot on that is it worth it this path i chose is it worth it do i still get to enjoy my life yes or no as well as if we're blocked with love, we're going to be seeing those blocks within ourselves and a lot of wandering and rediscovering what love is about for you. So again, it's going to be love, self-love, greed and money, which go hand in hand, joy, happiness and pleasure and with your life path. Um, and you know what I wrote down? I wanted to quote some people from their end of their life, but I guess I just did. Like some other people, you know, online, they have like things that 90-year-olds say at the end, uh, but I forgot to write some down and look some up because there's always so many good ones. But I just quoted two of the most important male figures in my life, my father and Jimmy, who in the end said none of it was worth it. All that was worth it and all they were thinking about was the fun that they had. So I understand sometimes we got to work to make money to have fun, but we can make a little revisions. We don't always have to work so crazy hard that we're missing out on life. So just remember that. Who 
Whew, I made it in under 30 minutes, people. That was a good episode. I hope everyone has a good new moon and rides the waves of the emotions and the different kind of feelings that are going to be coming up this week. Remember, I will keep us updated as different things happen with Venus retrograde over these next two months. Uh, and go back and listen to that episode. I hope everyone has a beautiful day, a beautiful week, a beautiful new moon, and I love you. Thank you for continuing to support me. If you want to follow me on social media, Cosmic Colleen, one C in the middle. I have no other accounts, and I will never DM you for a reading. Those of you that are new already know why I had to announce that because I get some account impersonators on there. So remember, it's just me. And um, yeah, have a great week, everyone.